All right, does anyone have a cold open? When you're a mug maniac, Shut you up. come <laughs> as a bark. Shut your freaking mouth. <laughs> We've been trying to start for an hour. I'm not even hearing what you're saying anymore. What's up, y'all? My name is Matt. Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I am hosting this week, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. You know them, and I can only assume that you love them. It is Dawson and Andrew. Awesome. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long you'd last, Andrew. I, was, I, I didn't say. I was, I was like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not say anything for a little while and see what happens. I'm my so fir- glad you had the same idea. We've had so many technical problems that my first thought was, oh no, they didn't hear me. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get straight into things, shall we? We've got some. We got another uh, thrilling slate of sports news of the weekish uh, to share with y'all this week. Uh, first things Straight first. Straight to the ball, baby. Straight yes, sir. To the ball. Straight to the ball. <laughs> um. So Straight first, to the ball, not the ball. Oh, oh, yes. The Lions. <laughs> Straight to the ball. The Lions won again this week, so we're going to the Super Bowl this year. Confirmed. Place your bets now. Straight to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is hot off the press. I've been browsing Twitter um, most of the last few days. And um, there have been multiple eyewitness reports as well as video evidence that there was a white male in his early 20s that instigated a fight between Eastern Michigan and Florida A&M's women's basketball teams. Uh, Dawson, do you have anything to say about that? A white male instigated it? Yeah, young 20s. (laughs) Had a beard. Dawson, where were you? It wasn't me, was it? Because I was there. I don't think I started anything. No, I made that up. I was I was insinuating that you started it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a fight, Dawson. I, I actually wanted you to take the reins on it since you were there. But a very interesting uh, event. Yeah, there was uh, alleged, allegedly it was over a player. A, 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 a The white male started the fight allegedly over... Uh, his cheerleading girlfriend, or <laughs> he could be heard yelling from where from the twelfth row. Fight! 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 Nobody I insults mean, my cheerleading fiance. I mean, it did make she's the game a very a, good cheerleader. <laughs> it did make the game a little bit more thrilling for the end, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, at least it was a close game, from what I understand. I just feel bad for the girl that got like hurt. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, at least this is my perspective of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it was 22 seconds left and Eastern Michigan was up by seven. Uh, and I think Florida A&M had just either missed a shot or like there's a foul or something. And, uh, I believe one of the girls was probably like trash talking, like in, Florida A&M's players like ears like quietly oh, so sure. the refs couldn't hear because yeah. that's just how basketball works. Oh, absolutely. But one of the bigger girls on the team, she just threw a punch, started shoving, and then like 
uh, one of Eastern's girls ended up on the sideline in the chairs that are on the court side, and then everyone started, like, coming in and trying to pull people apart, joining in on the fight. The coaches had to, like, get involved. The refs had to get involved. Uh, and, like, yeah, like, there were there were legit pun- punches, like, thrown. And mm-hmm. uh, all of which were primarily from uh, Florida A&M. And, uh... Yeah, like, er- earlier in the game, like, they were playing, Florida A&M was playing super aggressive basketball, too, like, full court press for, like, whole fourth period. Okay, and, yeah. uh, so, they're getting a ton of fouls, and so, tensions are already high, uh, mm-hmm. because they're fouling the Eastern Michigan team a lot, and they're not getting fouls, like, called their way, but they're also not, you know, like, Eastern's not playing super aggressive because they're leading. Um, Mm -hmm. And the coach is yelling and screaming and you can hear everything she's saying because there were not a lot of, a lot of people at the game because it's a women's basketball game for college. And uh, it's just not the type of game that gets a lot of attention unless like the team is really, really good. It kind of sucks, but just in general, because Eastern Michigan's a commuter school, they don't draw a ton of fans to very many of their sporting events in general. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of so a shame because there there are good players that play in a lot of sports at that school, and I think they deserve to be supported. Yeah, um, and the women's team played well, uh, but yeah, like the opposing coach, she's like cussing the uh, the refs out. Mm-hmm. She's wanting calls that really don't need to be called, um, right. and she act. I think she got them a technical as uh, there were some free throws where. Uh, the Eastern Michigan team uh, was shooting from the free throw, and everyone else was at half court. <laughs> they got four shots uh, for something. Oh yeah, that's a that would be so, a technical foul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it just it definitely like the demeanor and the attitude of the the coach on uh, Florida A and M's sideline definitely amped up the the girls on the team and mm-hmm. probably made it so tension was really 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 high it starts because at the top. They, they started to come back at the end and then you know they they missed their shot and trash talk was thrown their way and one mm. of them just snapped and <laughs> i just i feel bad for the girl who got punched in the face or hit in the face because her eye was like starting to swell and stuff and that that yeah. stinks because it's got a it's got to leave a mark. They ended and... up they ended up calling the game early with like 20 seconds left, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 22 seconds left on the clock and the game was called. Yeah. And rightfully like, so. They, the coaches and the refs had to like separate the players and make sure they exited in different like exits. Mm-hmm. And uh like Claire's fellow dance team uh team teammates, I guess I <laughs> uh <clears throat> uh a, we're told don't do the final like dance or whatever. Just leave. Like, don't emote on them. Yeah, basically, because <laughs> like at that point they're probably in danger. <laughs> right. Um, who knows how long? Yeah, uh, makes sense. The other team is gonna not be able to hold their their cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no clue how long the girl who threw the punch is going to be suspended, but. Like if it's not half the season, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, uh, I don't really. That was I'm a not fight really. Fight. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with how long suspensions work for stuff like that. I mean, we had the 
Michigan State football team assault some of Michigan's <laughs> players after that game a couple of weeks ago, and they're suspended, I think, indefinitely. So, yeah, a, a sufficient ban would definitely be multiple games at the very least. Absolutely. I, I mean, like, hope. that. at that point, it's assault. She just straight up threw a punch. Like, yeah. It was like, you know, it was dirty fighting. Was too. it one of those like, things where you could hear the opposing coach so well because there wasn't really anybody at the game? Because I had a similar oh, experience. Yeah. I had a similar experience yeah. where I went to a Tigers game. And it was a game that it was a weekday night. It was rain delayed. And so it was starting at like 830 or something like that. And then it also went into like extra innings. So instead of being a nine inning game, it ended up going all the way to like 13 innings, I think. And at the end of the day, the Tigers lost, which made it even worse. But um, but because the stadium was so empty, there was like at most like a couple thousand people in a stadium that can hold like 40 plus thousand. So it was like empty in that stadium. So you could hear everything. So someone down near home plate started doing like a Ric Flair woo. And people started like calling back out. So just the stadium was just sporadic. Woo! Woo! Gosh. Woo! Just throughout the entire like late stretch of that game. It was so funny. I have been spending the past five minutes trying to find a video of this, but there are (laughs) none. Yeah, the problem is it wasn't broadcasted. There was one broadcast. I don't know where. My mom found it somewhere, but the camera cut away from the fight uh, as it was really heating up. Because uh, I know it is a little bit. Yeah, if you do find it, I would encourage you to watch it because it's at the very least somewhat entertaining. But yeah, it's a pretty crazy one, too. Like. Because if there would have been people actually sitting courtside, they'd have landed right on them. Oh, yeah, because like, they, like, crashed into a bunch of chairs, right? Like, the yeah, sideline like, chairs. That's what looked like it hurt the most is <clears throat> the Eastern Michigan girl who got hit uh, ended up falling on the ground because, like, it, you know, the punches kept coming, the, the pushes kept coming, and she ended up just, like, in the chairs. Mm-hmm. And like Claire's coach was standing right behind there. She she left so quick. Oh, I She's bet. Like, nope, yeah. Nope. Not gonna be here for this. Uh, <laughs> and she just like went over to the team but, yeah. and like you know told them like yeah the smart the, one of the smartest the things you can do in a situation like that is just get away and move as far away from that area as possible. That's that's the yeah. I mean, this isn't the first uh, time a punch has been thrown at an Eastern Michigan game I've been at. That's a shame. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, they went to a bowl game. Uh, oh, ago, yeah, that's right. Bowl. I forgot about that. And the starting quarterback, because they were, they just barely lost. But at the end of the game, like the other team, which was Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was the quick lane bowl at uh, Ford Field yeah. in Detroit. So you guys got to go. Yeah, one of the, uh, one of the guys on the other team, like, started trash talking and... <laughs> And the the starting quarterback uh, threw a punch, mm-hmm. and he was aiming for the guy who was trash talking him, but he missed and hit the ref in the face. <laughs> yeah, it was really really bad. <laughs> that one they showed all over TV. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, that was that was a shame. It was a it was that was a real bummer too because that was a game Eastern very much could have won, and it was really really sad to see them end up losing that one. Yeah. All right. So moving to. A little more positive news, I guess. This was just an interesting thing that I saw. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to say Gallaudet, Gallaudet, G-A-L-L-A-U-D-E-T. I don't know. University. Uh, they have a. F- they are the nation's only deaf and hard of hearing 
football team in college, and they actually made the Division Three playoffs in football. Interesting. They lost to Delaware Valley in the first round, fifty-nine to nothing. So I guess Delaware Valley had no sympathy for them, but uh, <laughs> but still cool that they even made the playoffs. I'm go all the cool. way. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, there was an E60 or something. It was called Silent Night Lights, and it it followed. It was just a little piece on a high school football team where the whole they team called was it deaf. what Silent Night Lights. Why would they do that? Because it's that's a spook. Terrible. Because it's a playoff Friday Night Lights. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I get it, but that's a terrible pun. <laughs> it makes no sense either. It's so terrible. <laughs> well, as bad as you think the name might be, the piece was really interesting, and I would recommend it. It followed a oh, high yeah, school. I have no it doubt followed the piece a uh, was probably nice, but that's that's so bad. <laughs> it was a high Silent school team Night that was deaf. It was really cool. also just like a Christmas thing too. True, yeah, that is true. Just, okay, I'm not care. I don't care about the Christmas aspect. I yeah, but like, was part. it? Like, it, it doesn't even tie in. Like, they're just trying to stretch something, and then like ultimately it just falls short. I feel like. Well, I guess like one way it would kind of work is sense. that their sideline yeah. and like their practices and stuff are all completely silent because they communicate through sign language all the time. So like, they don't actually vocally communicate with each other because obviously they're it's probably really efficient though for for football like it no was one's fascinating able to read lips it was it yeah. was fascinating to watch because like because they're because they're uh deaf their vision is better so they can pick up on hand signals a lot faster so like you'll see the coaches do hand signals way faster than like you or i could possibly understand what they're communicating but like they have an in- increased perception visually, so like they're able to pick it up and stuff. It's really really cool. I'd recommend I'd recommend that people watch that. It's very interesting. Um, this next one, staying in D three college football. Interestingly enough, there was a team in Virginia, and they had to play a home game using only half of the field. So why I'm going to pose the question to you guys? Why do you think they had to use only half the field? The other half was unavailable for use. It's been rented out. Okay. There was a Taylor Swift concert on the other half. <laughs> Very interesting and similarly veined answers. The correct answer is the grounds crew accidentally drove a tractor into the goalpost and not only ripped it out of the ground, but it fell into numerous pieces. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it's so funny to watch because, like, this thing just kind of <laughs> lightly bumps it. And it just comes out of the ground, and then, like, the two, like, goalpost parts that stick up just completely snapped off, and it all fell into, like, different pieces. What school was it? I don't remember. I, I don't remember seeing a name for it. All I know is it was located in Virginia. Uh, if you could find the video, the video is pretty hilarious. Um, uh, here's So we've had a lot of talks about fans running wild and doing crazy things. Uh, so this is not the World Cup is obviously <laughs> starting, but this is not a World Cup related story, but it is related to soccer. So during a soccer match, um, a fan of the team Geisley AFC switched out Warrington Town goalkeeper Tony Thompson's water bottle for something else. What do you think it was? <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. So uh, he, did he? Go ahead, Andrew. I'll let you go first. Actually, what? Oh, yeah. He switched his water bottle out with something else. Uh, 
I don't know, like a cone or something. Okay, Dawson. Switched it out with Michael's secret stuff from Looney Tunes. That's just water. <laughs> Close. He switched it out with a bottle of urine. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> and allegedly, Thompson took one drink of it. <laughs> and then promptly found the fan and squirted the urine back in the fan's face. And he was then thrown out of the game as well as the fan. Which... I don't know why they felt the need to throw the goalie out of the game for that. I think that was a fair retaliation. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M played UMass in college football during Cupcake Week, as it's called, where all the SEC schools play a bad team the second to last <laughs> week of the season in order to avoid upsets, which I think is really lame, but that's neither here nor there. A discussion for another time. So the UMass players came out of the tunnel, and as is the case at, with pretty much every team that you'll see, they had a couple of players that ran down to the end zone and took a knee and prayed in the end zone before the game. Every team does it. Michigan's got a lot of teams that a lot of guys that do it too. It's always kind of cool to see the guys that do it. But um, two UMass players are kneeling in the back of the end zone praying, and Texas A&M has a cannon that they fire pre-game. So. They fired it, and these two players just got blasted with a huge cloud of smoke. Oh, my. <laughs> there is video of it. You could probably find it. Look up, like, UMass players, Canon, Texas A&M or something. I'm sure you'll find it. It's really, really funny to see because they're just, they're just kneeling, minding their own business, and all of a sudden this huge, you just hear this loud boom, and this huge cloud of smoke comes out of nowhere. <laughs> guys yeah it was it was funny to watch but i did feel bad for him texas a&m went on to win by a wide margin because umass is terrible and to wrap things up we've got <laughs> another story involving a fan this time involving college football again so that's really bad and did you find did you find zero the video to three what is that is that what the score was zero to three Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they won by more than that. Oh. Did you find something else? Help that much so far in the Oh, so, so it was this was written during the game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I that don't think they only, game. I don't think they only scored three points. That's like an <clears throat> that's like an Iowa Wisconsin game or something like that. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Um yeah, just, I found the video and it was in an article and it said it, the score, the score that they had was zero to three. I was like, "That's weird for an <laughs> entire game." <laughs> yeah, I, a football game. Yeah, I assume that was very early. There's in the game. been football games where neither team has broken ten points, and those are so weird. Yeah, there was a legendary six-six tie between the Cardinals and the Seahawks a few years ago. It went into overtime, and both scored a field goal. I they watched. Only each scored a field goal for the whole game prior to that. So they ended up only with six points each. I watched the whole thing start to finish, and I believe both kickers missed a field goal in overtime that would have ended the game. It was yep. it was the saddest display I've ever seen. It just kept going. It no, it was it was ridiculous to watch. I was I it was so late at night, but I could not look away. I had to finish that game. <laughs> so moving back to our final story involving a fan. So Arkansas played Ole Miss this weekend. Ole Miss was ranked uh, in the top 25. I think they were like 14th or something. Arkansas ended up pulling off the upset. And after the game, 
an Arkansas fan did something. What do you think it was? Needs to say that again. So Arkansas played Ole Miss. Arkansas beat them. It was a huge upset. An Arkansas fan did something, and it involved an Ole Miss player. What do you think the Arkansas fan did? Pantsed him. Okay. Um, spun in, he spun around in circles over top of him. I think you're actually referring to a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> An Arkansas ceiling fan. I think you're fan. throwing us for a loop. <laughs> <clears throat> I am not. Is an actual person. Would you like to change your guess? No, I'm sticking with my guy. <laughs> He's sticking to it. Okay. What he did was he stole Troy Brown's helmet and ran mm. off with it. <laughs> Troy Brown attempted to pursue him, but stopped, likely because that probably would have been a bad idea. Instead, he had the stadium security do his bidding, and the helmet was returned to him. Do his bidding? Make him sound <laughs> menacing. <laughs> he enlisted the help of stadium security to do his bidding. This is a few weeks old, but I remember I saw this uh, after a, a game a few weeks ago. There was a video of the stadium security, and they were, they were having like a meeting. He's like, it's like, all right, we lost the goalpost. <laughs> We knew that was probably going to happen, but doesn't matter. At least we got the I other one. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Was that was that the Tennessee security, or no, was that no? It was, uh, it was one like a week or so after. Okay. Yeah. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of upsets and field stormings this season so far, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> All right. So transitioning out of the world of sports. Um, Thanksgiving's this week, everybody. I like Thanksgiving. I don't know about you guys. I wanted to ask if you guys had any interesting... More like Thanksgiving, because there's a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to pose the question if you guys had any fun uh, traditions that you do for Thanksgiving or anything like that. Nope. No? (laughs) Family's pretty basic. (laughs) Just traditional stuff, basically. Honestly, yeah. Gotcha. We're very boring. (laughs) How are you, Doss? Uh, I watch the Lions lose every year. Heck yeah. Um, hey, but this <laughs> year is looking up. Straight to the bowl, baby. Straight to the bowl. Straight to the bowl. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, the away team has more, had more time on our field this week than we have. But Yeah. Uh, Andrew, did you hear that about that? No, I haven't. The Bills and the Browns were going to play in Buffalo, but they got like six feet of snow or something. So they oh, mind yeah. you, they each had running backs that are under six foot. So, <laughs> so, so they it's so they made an emergency call, and because the Lions were playing uh, the Giants, they and they were playing on the road, they actually held the game at Ford Field in Detroit between the Bills and the Browns. Tickets went funny. for like ten bucks. Yeah, it was pretty cheap. It's funny. Yeah, so they so the Bills and with the Bills are the team that were playing on Thanksgiving at Ford Field again. So yep. basically they're so just gonna stay in like Detroit. Five days they're playing at Ford Field twice. Once is a home game for them too. Mm-hmm. Funny. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. The Lions can beat them. That'll be a one of the greatest Thanksgiving miracles I've ever seen. But it would really be something, yeah. <clears throat> but uh I mean other than that. 
Um, technically, I go to your house now, Matt. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna see if you were gonna bring it up, but yeah, we do a Thanksgiving breakfast at my house, which is pretty fun, and we always put the, or usually we put the Thanksgiving Day parade on in the background as well, which is a fun tradition I like seeing. To me, that's like that marks the start of the holiday season is that Thanksgiving Day parade. That's like the first time where I start feeling all right. It's holiday season. I always enjoy. Maybe seeing I'm it. just yeah. a curmudgeonly, curmudgeonly jerk, but I just don't care about parades. <laughs> I think parades are some of the. Dumbest don't go things. raining on my parade, man. <laughs> I know. Like I just said, it's like maybe I'm just a curmudgeon, curmudgeonly jerk. I don't like. But, I don't like, like sit and watch it with the utmost intent or anything. But like, I like having it on in the background. Yeah, I like just my like brother... looking at the 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 big balloons. That's yeah, what I care like, about. My brother loves watching the Christmas Day parade, like the disney one or whatever it is or the the there's just i forget which christmas day parade it is but it's like one he likes to watch every year hmm. i'm like i just can't oh, bring one. myself to care oh to that care. <laughs> yeah i get that for <clears> sure <throat> yeah like dawson i also enjoy watching the the lions lose and then I just realized actually the Egg Bowl also takes place on Thanksgiving Day, which is the Ole Miss versus Mississippi State rivalry game. So that one's always fun. That's the that's the game where we've had the uh, mm. not once, but I believe we've had on several occasions a Ole Miss player will mock the Mississippi State Bulldogs' nickname by pretending to pee on the field after scoring a touchdown. Like they get on all <laughs> fours and raise their leg like a dog. <clears throat> Ever tend to pee? It's always a penalty. Oh, they pretend. <laughs> it's always a penalty, and one year it actually costed Ole Miss the game because the penalty backed the extra point up 15 yards, and then the kicker missed. <laughs> the extra point would have tied the oh game my. and forced overtime. I want to say that was one of DK Metcalf or AJ Brown actually that did that. I don't remember which one, but it was one. I, I think it was one of those two. I thought it was. Uh, I remember it being. Uh, one of the two as well. Yeah, I don't remember which one though. They were there. They were there at the same time. So. I want to say DK, but I don't recall. Yeah. So yeah, that's also on for Thanksgiving festivities. And then beyond Thanksgiving, yeah. there's also you know I don't really do it. I don't. I've never been a big Black Friday shopper either, but that's always kind of a fun thing. But then Saturday is the game between Michigan and Ohio State, and I look forward to it every year, and coming off the win last year, I'm probably more excited than ever, even though I think they'll beat us this year, but I'm a still watch, and it's still going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. How many people have died on Black Friday? <clears throat> probably a lot. Have you guys ever been Black Friday oh, like shopping at stores before? Because I never, cause oh, I never actually, have. I, I always go later in the day when there's no one and the sales are still there <laughs> um just don't have yeah. like the crazy like 70 percent off things but like i mean honestly stores don't do that anymore really yeah. ever since we got to like shopping age they got rid of it because they're like oh we'll we'll just do it online because it's way easier this way and we don't have to staff lame like <laughs> my my aunt is a huge black friday shopper like every year on thanksgiving she would uh she would go and she would be she would be like prepping for like the next day and then there was a few times when they started opening stores on the night on thanksgiving day like people would be like oh our store is open at seven she would sometimes leave our thanksgiving and then go to the store and come back 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a dedicated shopper. I say the yeah. only time I've ever done a Thanksgiving or Black Friday thing is around I think it was like 2015, 2016. No, it was probably I think it was 2015 when the Xbox 1, the original Xbox oh, 1 came yeah. out. And mm. Noah wanted to get one, so for some reason he took me he took me along with him. <laughs> and, and, I don't know. I remember what the deal was. I remember the deal was that he often broke, I would remind you, and I'm calling you out, Noah, because I know you're going to listen to this episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> that he said, if you come with me and stand in line with me, if I'm not, as long as I'm not playing it, you can play the Xbox whenever you want. Lies. You just have to ask me. It was, you have to ask me. <laughs> And you could play the Xbox as long as you, as long as I'm not playing it or I'm not home or whatever. There were some stipulations to it that he often broke. <laughs> in the in the fine say. print, in the fine print. Just kidding. None of this is valid after today. Yeah. And I think we stood. I think it was the same. It was a Thanksgiving day, and it was at a Coles near my grandma's house. And we left, and I think we stood outside for like two hours. <laughs> my and gosh. we walked in, walked straight to the back where the the place the Xbox was back when Kohl's actually sold electronics. <laughs> I and got then, my PlayStation uh, Five from Kohl's. Not gonna lie. <laughs> surprising, Kohl's a surprisingly good place to get new video game systems. Interesting. Agreed. Not I got a hundred and eighty dollars Kohl's cash from it too. Oh yeah, didn't you use that to buy like all your Christmas gifts for other people? Yes, I, I used it to buy all my Christmas gifts that year because <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was just that was it was 2020. You had to live uh, mm-hmm. that way, you know. You had to adapt oh, yeah. for sure to the world around you. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah. That, I, I mean, think that's it, the only Black Friday thing I've actually done. I yeah. I don't think there are any crazy sales now since like at least since 2020. I feel I like I mean honestly, just wait till Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. <laughs> Even those sales are lame. I'm going to be honest. Like, coming from the perspective of, like, someone who works within the realm of business, they keep the same sales for the whole month of November, typically. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like Black, Friday, Black Friday sales start earlier and earlier now, anyway. Black Friday sales start at in in be- very beginning of November. November 1st, early Black Friday sale. And then <laughs> they change the name. Most companies will just change the name and maybe up the percent by 5 to 10%. They do not give you nearly as much as they used to back in the day. You could get hmm. 80% off things, like 70% off things. You know, like an amount that would actually get you to go to a store at 4 in the morning or 3 in the morning. Right. Now, you do everything online and they're like, we'll give you 20% off. I think these companies started to realize they're losing money on this. Yeah, I mean, on these crazy deals. Yeah, it's. I think it's kind of dumb that like they've just. I don't know. Like they're they're probably making so much more money off of just doing it all month now. But like it's it's kind of dumb because it defeats the whole purpose of having Black Friday. It ruins the magic. Black Friday is no longer (laughs) crazy consumerist holiday where multiple (laughs) people have died and assaulted each other over. Yeah, no, it, it just. I think it just ruins the uh, premise behind. <laughs> you like, guys are actually, saying ruin. <laughs> oh, it, it's already messed up to begin with, but I, I think it just ruins the premise behind actually having steep discounts because now they don't do it anymore. If you've never had fisticuffs in an aisle, have you really been Black Friday shopping? I remember, like, uh, I Andrew, you and I went to 
we went uh, yeah matt wasn't there it was just uh you and i we went black friday shopping for the our first podcast mike yeah and we like we said no crazy business we just walked into the store and found one that was cheap and left yeah and it was like it was like maybe 35 percent off 40 so yeah, it was like a decent deal. That's a good but one. this was pre pre twenty twenty. Like yeah, just, it was already phasing out. I think it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. But um but yeah, I was at the store today and I saw I just strolled on through the the toy aisles one tends to do when they have a lot of time on their hands. I just strolled through and I saw that um I saw they had Black Friday week deals, like the, the week of Black <laughs> Friday. And it was actually a pretty decent deal. It was 50% off select Nerf guns. Mm. It's the Which... ones that they're probably also just discontinuing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still yeah, like, have to I still have to fight the urge to buy a Nerf gun every time I roll through a store. I love I Nerf always, guns. I always rationalize it like this because I... I do the same thing. I see it. I'm like, maybe I should buy one. I always rationalize like this. I'm going to shoot the darts, and then I'm going to have to go pick them up. <laughs> and that ruins it for me. And I'm probably going to lose a few. <laughs> I'm not going to go buy more, but it's just going to happen. I'm going to shoot the darts. I'm going to shoot them across the room. I'm going to shoot them at my sister. I'm going to do something, <laughs> and then I'm going to have to go pick them up. Running a kid's ministry very it keeps... Uh nerf very relevant for me so oh i'm yeah. sure so yes i have to. that urge to buy nerf guns and might actually go through with it this year because nice can actually I've always use them, seen but... those office uh, online those offices that are like everyone has nerf guns and they yeah beat each other with nerf guns and it's so fun i'm like oh maybe uh, one day I'm... maybe one day <laughs> Gotta ask him if you can rent out the store to have a whole nerf battle too. Yes. I was I was thinking about this recently. Are there any other like Thanksgiving movies aside from Charlie Brown? Uh, trains, planes, that... and automobiles. What? Oh yeah, trains, yeah. planes, that... and automobiles with Steve Martin and uh. What's crap. his face? That's a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, yes, because he's trying to get home in time for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And he but, just keeps getting stuck oh, with this crap, random I can't dude. remember his name. John Candy. John Candy. Hmm. Steve Martin, John Candy. It's a fantastic movie. It's very funny. I love it. And it's a Thanksgiving movie because he's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Interesting. Um, there's also uh, one turkey movie that, like... Oh, yeah, where he, like, goes back and... It's the turkey yeah, it's that like gets part in. Yeah. <laughs> there's a weird... What? Oh, wait. Super... I remember that one. What the crap Can't was that called? What it's called Freebird. Yeah, Freebird. That's yeah. the one. Freebirds. Freebird. Wow, that's that. I that was a memory I didn't know I had. I have never even seen it. I just remember the trailers. Uh, I've seen it. It's pardoned by bad. the president, a lucky turkey, <laughs> Owen Wilson, named Reggie, gets to live a carefree lifestyle until fed, fellow fowl Jake Woody Harrelson recruits him to Woody history changing mission. Jake and Reggie travel back to the t- time. Track back in time, oh boy, to the year <laughs> 1621, just before the first Thanksgiving. The plan prevent all turkeys who have ever become holiday dinners. Unfortunately, the two birds encounter car- colonist Miles Standish out 
to capture featherheads, featherheaded friends for hungry pilgrims. I remember him from Charlie Brown. It budgeted fifty-five. <laughs> budget was fifty-five million dollars, and it made a hundred and ten point four million dollars. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is so a pretty safe guess, but my guess is that they make more Hallmark Christmas movies every year than there are Thanksgiving movies total. <laughs> uh, here, let's Google it. Let's Google it. Thanks. <laughs> Google. Thanks. What Thanksgiving movies? Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, I, thought, uh, I, I asked the question to my dad called... earlier because I was like, oh, Thanksgiving is coming up. And I remember uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown in general was a big part of my childhood. But I always watched both the Thanksgiving episode and then the one where they were actually like with the pilgrims and everything. But yeah. like those are the only ones that I know of aside from like Freebird, I guess. But I did, again, didn't know that was a thing until just now. So There's a 2020 movie called Friendsgiving. It's a comedy. On, Friends giving uh, an event. Molly and Abby, along with their crew of close friends and acquaintances, host a dysfunctional, comical, and chaotic Thanksgiving dinner. That sounds stupid. There's obviously free birds. There's uh, Turkey Hollow. Uh, it's a television vision adventure movie uh, from 2015. The Emerson mm-hmm. family heads to a quaint town of Turkey Hollow to visit Aunt Cly. Tim and Annie quickly grow bored without the internet and soon try to track the hollowing Hadoo, an elusive monster the locals dismiss as a legend. A Thanksgiving so, horror movie? No, it's Gosh. an adventure movie. <laughs> there's, okay, the movie so, Holi- there's a movie okay. Holiday from 2020. Sounds about oh, being yeah. single on the holidays. That, two that's trangers. also a Christmas movie. I think they just spend a lot of days. It's like all the holidays. On yeah. holidays, two strangers agree to each other's platonic plus one all year long, only to catch the real feelings along starts, the way. So think it starts. So did they just decide to rip off Holiday Inn, is what you're telling me? I guess. So, so guess how many movies Hallmark has, produ- has produced this year for Christmas? I don't want to know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Turkey Bowl. It's Hang a tw- on. It's a 2019 comedy. No, that's a flag football tournament. Anyway. Um, I think I am going to raise a guess that Hallmark has made like 15 new ones. Andrew, what's your guess? 25. 40. God, what? That's ridiculous. They make one for every day of the month and then a a few extra, apparently. More than a few (laughs) extra. That's like another month. A man is pulled back to his rural hometown by his high school friends on Thanksgiving to finish the Turkey Bowl, a football game against their ah, see, I told you. rivals <laughs> that snowed out 15 years prior. Oh, my god! Directed gosh. by Greg, Greg, Greg Coolidge. Art director, Rebecca Bell. Cinematography by Carlos Gonzalez. I cannot believe Texas Hallmark made 40 new Christmas. That is insulting. Because <laughs> you know There's they're all the- exactly the same. There's a uh, there's girl a, there's goes the... into her small town, and uh, because she has to take a break from her busy law firm, and I was uh, <laughs> sometimes it's, sometimes it's the other way around, but yeah, usually it's that way. Uh, she comes to her small town, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm stuck here for three days." Oh my gosh, look at that to... really hot farm hand that just appeared out of thin air. No, the and idea like, is, hey, how good. you doing? <laughs> and she's it's... like. Oh, Inic- I remember you from high school. Inexplic- like, inexplicable scene where his shirt is off. And he's like, Here. is that you, Kathy Christmas? And she's like, yeah, it's me. He's like, I hardly recognize you without the braces and the, the mohawk and the glasses. I'm vomiting in like, my yeah. mouth because I hate these movies so much. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had a... 
you know, I, I had a little bit of a discovery phase when um when I went to college and I got I finally got my law degree and now I'm a, a full time lawyer and I've been doing that for ten years and man, it's it's something I really, really, really enjoy. I at least I have to keep telling myself that and he's just like, Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh I, I actually need help loading this Christmas tree into my into my truck. You wanna help me? And she's like, Oh, I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh and he's like, You know what? We'll get you a Christmas tree too. And then they get a Christmas tree together, and then she finds out he's a dad of two kids. And the two kids are named S- <laughs> Sally and Molly. And probably like the most basic last name that involves their like Chris Kringle or something. <laughs> their their mom's dead because she ran off <laughs> and he's uh, dead because she ran off. <laughs> because she ran off. <laughs> And somehow uh, ended up having a Christmas holiday accident and is just hit a by a car. Deer. Yeah, she was hit by Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer in the sleigh. Um, Grandma got ran over and, by uh, a reindeer. Yeah, their Coming mom got ran over by a reindeer. Christmas Eve. And uh, then Some you know Sally and Molly. Believe in Santa. As soon as uh, as soon but as I they tell them, I still believe. <laughs> As soon as uh, Kathy Christmas helps them with, with loading the, the Christmas tree, Christmas. <laughs> she, she helps them uh, load in, into the, the Christmas tree, into the truck, and they're just like, oh my gosh, you feel like our mom. And, she's like, and then she's like, oh man, that's interesting. I don't know if I'm comfortable with having a family yet. Two days later, they run into each other again, and they're like, sorry. We scared you, and but she's like, "No, it's okay. I actually do want to be a mom." But this you're, time, the get, guy is talking to another in- woman. Gasp! Yes. No, you forget. Yes. The, you forget the most important plot point. Well, the misunderstanding. The misunderstanding. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, bro. The girl I was getting to this. Kathy Christmas goes to a park or a shop or a store or uh, an exit on the highway or some other. Oh. Thing. I was getting to this. Don't you worry. Some random woman, no matter. <laughs> she could be dressed in a potato sack, or she could be dressed in, like the Queen of England, the former Queen of England. Yes. Uh, but well, she will assume that he is instead dating or married or engaged or something with this woman. Oh, don't you worry. They... I was getting to it. <laughs> These girls, they found her in the park. Their dad's oh, not long. there, so she has to. So just gonna go on. <laughs> so she has to walk them back to her dad, uh, to their dad. And when she finds her dad, she finds him with another woman named Noel. Uh, and then ultimately, she gets butt hurt, and he sees her as she's turning away, and accidentally, uh, you know, leaves you know his kids just standing there without bringing them all the way to their dad. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, goes to her house without his girls he leaves them at home for some reason and then uh <laughs> and then she opens the door and she's like what are you doing here and he's like i saw you running away from me and i've never been more in love in my life because i remembered i loved you even with a mohawk and glasses and braces i'm going and to throw up i'll either. always love you even though i had a wife uh, you were always on my mind. Uh, she's dead now, so it doesn't matter, and we can get married. And she's like, it's only been two days. Okay, let's do it. 
Oh my god. Put my lodge on Halloween is considered a hot Thanksgiving movie. Oh my gosh. Oh, Lord Mall Cop. That's a Thanksgiving movie. Oh gosh. Thanksgiving is in that movie. Oh yes, yes. Andrew's just glossing uh, over the fact that Dawson literally wrote a Hallmark movie free of charge. <laughs> the movie Tower Heist with Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy. I'll get out of That's here really, with that. That one. No, it takes place during Thanksgiving. Look, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It just doesn't sound like a it's Thanksgiving a good movie. movie. It's really funny. Right. Uh, there's the movie The Pilgrim, which is a horror oh, movie. That, that movie sound- also. The movie I described would be called The Christmas Treat, spelled. The blind side is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> the, mo- the movie I hate Escape it. Room I hate, is a I Thanksgiving hate, movie. I hate how good it is. I hate how good it is. Because, <laughs> like, that is. If I flipped on the Hallmark Channel right now and that movie was playing, I would not bat an eye. There's only one good Hallmark Christmas movie, and that is The Nine Lives of Christmas. Because it focuses more on the cats. <laughs> Thanksgiving! I'm. <laughs> just out of left field no Thanksgiving Killing is a 2007 horror slasher movie with a turkey puppet and it's uh, I remember seeing it from uh, uh, Mystery the- Mystery Science the- the- Mystery Science Theater 3000 apparently they've made Thanksgiving sequels oh yeah there's a bunch of Thanksgivings oh what that crap Thanks. is this <laughs> it looks like it looks like a bad raptor from Jurassic Park what There's Thanks Killing and then Thanks Killing Three. Is it oh like the Philosopaster? No, it's different. It's a puppet. <laughs> it's, it's a puppet. This is awful. Yes. That's oh my point. gosh. I don't know if it's the point, but it's like a comedy. Okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. My gosh. Okay, so there's like a lot a more. Who... There's a lot more Thanksgiving movies out there than I thought. I guess. I definitely haven't heard forty yet. So yeah, possessed turkey. <laughs> A possessed turkey terrorizes five college students during Thanksgiving. Break. Of course, they're college students. <laughs> Budget of three thousand thirty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> My gosh! So Let's basically, just student. Basically, film. they uh, they they got everyone some Starbucks on staff, and they're like, "All right, that's a wrap. That's our budget." Up oh, there's our budget. Hey, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much people are willing to work for free. Do you guys they have? Kick- oh, yeah. They're just trying to get their name out there. They kickstarted the 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 second one for a hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Whoa! What Holy a jump! But the funny thing is, the next one's called Thanks Killing Three. The next one is called Thanks Killing Three. Yeah. Oh my god! Here's the plot: At the first Thanksgiving in nineteen in sixteen twenty one, a topless pilgrim is chased and slain by a tomahawk wielding by an evil demonic turkey. With quips like, I'm not reading that. We should probably stop. Uh, yeah. yeah well, I, I thankfully, we should have stopped. We should have stopped when you were like the topless pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully, I do have I do have a nice transition. Quickly, quickly. quickly. Do you guys? How do you, how do you transition nicely out of that? Speaking of Thanksgiving, do you guys have a favorite <laughs> a pilgrim? <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving Day food or drink? I hate cranberry sauce. Oh, really? But I you like really had to cranberry think about juice. That. <laughs> nope, that's a lie. I like grape cranberry juice. That's fine. Well, that's not cranberry but I hate sauce cranberry anymore. Sauce. I hate cranberry sauce. It's gross. <laughs> it's very bitter, and it's it's in a gelatin form, which is disgusting. I don't mind it. I actually kind of like it. 
sucks. <laughs> I hate stuffing. stuffing Dude, me too. Disgusting. I was going to say You that. guys are monsters. Stuffing's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Everyone who loves stuffing is exactly like you. What is like, that supposed to mean? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it means every time I say... Stay here. It means every time I say the words, I don't like stuffing, anyone who likes stuffing in the room is like, Oh my gosh, how do you not like stuffing? It's amazing! <laughs> because it's good. It's really good. It's not that good. I it's not that. world good. changing. <laughs> like, I, I would get it if it's like, Oh man, I hate filet mignon. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's the best steak ever! But it's, I, I hate stuffing. <laughs> Stuffing is literally just the leftover garbage that you don't want. No, it's not. It's the stuffing of the turkey. Exactly. The leftover garbage you don't want. You're the leftover garbage nobody wants. Hello. I don't like stuff. I don't like stuffing because the texture is weird. I don't like it because the taste is horrible. So when I drive home on Wednesday, when I drive home on Wednesday, I'm not gonna go to my parents' house first. I'm gonna go to both your houses. I'm gonna beat you senseless, and then I'm gonna come home. In my defense, well, that's funny because I'm driving to your house right now. <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, I can't exact, I can't eat most Thanksgiving Day things, including stuffing anymore. But like for the brief period of time where my allergy was okay enough that I could eat things. I did not enjoy stuffing very much at all. I feel like stuffing always just makes me think of a crouton, which I like croutons, so it's deceiving because you bite into it and it's <laughs> squishy and gross and I, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. It just looks like a, like it looks like it should it be looks like delicious. a crouton. And it know. is. <laughs> I don't like turkey. Turkey's okay. The, Turkey's turkey, just, go, just turkey, okay. Turkey's just, it's mediocre, and it's meant to be that way. Is it? No. Turkey is <laughs> like, the worst. I don't, I don't know a single person that's like, man, my favorite food is turkey, you know? That's true. Yeah, will they eat turkey? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like yeah. turkey that much. Yeah, the people I think favorite, it. I think it goes well with mashed potatoes if you mix it. Mm -hmm. You know, mix the turkey with the potatoes and the gravy, and voila, you've got a, you've got a Thanksgiving soup. Ew. Gross. <laughs> no, it's it's more like um <clears throat> I don't know. I just think the textures go well together. That that's why the KFC uh the bowls at KFC are really good because the mashed potatoes with the chicken. Mashed potatoes goes really well with meat. Mashed potatoes are good. Mixed mashed really potatoes well. are good. My Thanksgiving meal consists of because I can't eat like anything, my <laughs> I I end up eating pasta on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wow. I've witnessed it. It is very odd. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. I'm allergic to everything. Everyone else is. Everyone else is like, oh man, this this uh this turkey's great. You know, like oh, oh man, you want some more gravy? And and Matt's over like, oh mama mia, here's some more pasta. <laughs> I'm just shoveling noodles into my mouth. <laughs> you know what's you know what's weird? A lot weird. of things. But other countries have Thanksgiving. Do they? Yeah, it, it is like weird. A, yeah, Canada has a Thanksgiving. <laughs> What really? other what what turkey? Other <laughs> countries. Every every kid in elementary thought that that is where Thanksgiving Thanks. was from. What? <laughs> like before you learned about like before you learned about Christopher Columbus and all that. Like you're just like, oh man, I guess uh, Thanksgiving must have come from Turkey because 
Meat turkey. It makes perfect sense. I'm gonna go out on a absolute. I'm gonna go out on a solid on this on a solid limb of a solid tree. It's a very healthy and tall tree, and say. You're insane, and I've never heard anyone <laughs> say that in my entire life. I don't, I don't think, think anyone ever thought for a minute. I think you're the only one, and <laughs> it I wasn't me insane. who thought it. I it mean, was I the don't people think... I went to elementary school with. Oh, that sure. Now, well, now, you're defle- I... now you're deflecting. I see. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so, I mean, uh, I mean, Canada. it made sense to me when they said it. Oh I yeah, it does. I mean, there, you, like... you eat turkey, so naturally you would think Thanksgiving comes from turkey. I mean, sure. That... I'm like, I don't see a fault in this logic. <laughs> by, you know? the, by the simplest logic imaginable, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> like, I am six years old. This makes sense to me. This turkey is how it is. equals turkey. Okay. <laughs> this was before I knew okay. that you shot the turkey. You know. Right. Okay, uh, moving on from that. Uh, Canada has a Thanksgiving. Andrew's just Brazil has a Thanksgiving. Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, the Netherlands, Granada, China, Japan. Well, I, I Liberia, guess it makes sense. It makes sense. A lot of South European India. countries would, because I assume <laughs> what the do pil- all these countries have to be thankful for. Anyway? Well, I assume the Pilgrims brought that tradition <laughs> with them to America, and that's why we do it now. I think it's just celebrate. I don't know. There's a lot of history around Thanksgiving. It's probably we like really don't need to get into. <laughs> yeah, this, it's this is the, <laughs> the platform for us to get into the whole history. I think and... the I think the the history of Thanksgiving is the reason why no one actually talks about why the history of Thanksgiving. Says, yeah, like that's, that's, that's turkey. That, that, that's why. That's why, like, there's no Thanksgiving movies because Christmas has all this rich history, and then Thanksgiving is just racist. Uh, like, <laughs> it's dark. You know, it's that's really what, dark, and it's like, oh yes, let's celebrate. You know, it's like, uh, let's just use the excuse to get food. Well, the like, Charlie Brown, the Charlie is. Brown movie made it very lighthearted. Charlie yes. Brown. Charlie Brown makes anything lighthearted. Yes, they do. Charlie Brown does what no one else can. And it just makes, you know, it as simple as possible. Charlie Brown, you blockhead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll give you a dollar if you can name every, all the foods that Snoopy, with no Googling, that all the foods Snoopy has at his Thanksgiving. Okay. I haven't seen that movie in Toast, <laughs> popcorn, jelly beans, um, pretzel stick. Is that it? Give me a second. <laughs> Andrew's like, oh crap, I didn't think he'd know. I just remember the line, a piece of toast, a pretzel stick, popcorn, what blackhead cooked all this? And then, <laughs> but I remember always thinking as a kid, ah, there's still jelly beans on that plate. He didn't say jelly beans, or she didn't say jelly beans. I think Peppermint Patty said that. It is Peppermint Patty. Yes. Uh, It's also uh, ice cream. So you lose ice cream. No dollar for you. <laughs> when was there ice cream? I feel like I, should... I have a very distinct picture right here that has they're Look. drinking or drinking ice cream or eating ice cream. Secretly, it's actually the Mandela effect, and you're looking at a photo that doesn't exist. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I'm like a YouTube Charlie Brown Christmas or Thanksgiving. You know how wild it would be if you look up the video and the ice cream's not there. I don't see any. Oh, there is ice cream. There is ice cream. So I don't know you anything. Yep, there is, there is ice cream. I, 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 I initially, stuffing. Here's the funny thing. Initially, I looked at the scene where they're in the kitchen, 
and it's just the things that I said. But yeah, if you look at the scene from the actual when they're actually at the table, yeah, they've got ice cream in front of them. Oh, and I also found the photo of the <laughs> the line that I quoted. <laughs> it's just Peppermint Patty being very annoyed and looking down at her plate. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie. Ked is a timeless insult. Blockhead. It really is. We got a little bit derailed from my original question, but I also like the punch that my mom makes for Thanksgiving. It's very good. It's like a punch. It's like cranberries and seven. Andrew, up everyone's and... gonna shut off the podcast if you keep going for like five more seconds. Sorry, I'm watching. <laughs> I was looking for the, the 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 video, see if it was on YouTube, but I just ended up watching the video where Snoopy makes a bunch of toast. That's my favorite oh scene. My it's gosh. the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was it was bold of me to assume that Andrew would stop singing when I started talking, I guess. I don't care how old you are. How cynical or how curmudgeon you can be, you cannot, you cannot watch <laughs> Charlie Brown Thanksgiving or Charlie Brown Christmas and listen to that music and be like, have be like mad or anything. True. That's like that. I saw. I keep seeing these videos, or I saw a few videos where it's just this compilation of different pictures, and it's like uh, POV. It's like 2008 or 2006, and it's the day before. It's the last day of school before Christmas break. And it's just these series of videos with like uh, the Car- Charlie Brown like Christmas time is here song playing over it. Yes. And it just like it takes you back. Just like it's like that scene in Ratatouille where the guy's eating the ratatouille, which oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought growing always thought growing up was pepperonis and turned out to be. Same. Yeah, same. I always thought same. it was pepperoni. And, so, and I'm like, this looks really good. And then I looked so, it up when I was older and I'm like, this is horrible. That looks yeah. disgusting. And so a, a portal opens up in your mind and you flash back. Your eyes roll back in your head, and you flash back <laughs> to your childhood, and you're like, "I, ex- I experienced pure bliss. Yeah. Like this is just like if I could like they, if they ever invented a device to go back and like relive your memories, then I'm gonna go back and le- relive that every single time." And Charlie Brown Thanksgiving has that exact effect. It just mm. flashbacks right into my mind. That's the flashback noise. Can I? Is that what uh, Elon Musk sound. was putting into the dolphin's brain when it died? <laughs> no, that was a that was Carlos Santana and Elon Musk put a electrical cord into a dolph- a dolphin's neck and brain so they could play his guitar solo. The dolphin died instantly. But, um, but yeah. so bad. Thank you for that clickhole. <laughs> Check out clickhole on social media. It's like really the funny. Onion, just random articles. Yeah. Sometimes they have real articles and sometimes they don't. <laughs> and he's back on the song again. <laughs> yes. No, oh no. It's a great it is a great song. Ha, he put that. Snoopy's ear in the toaster and he put butter on it. That's... Classic. Oh my gosh. Classic Woodstock. comedy. Woodstock, you're crazy. Oh yeah, then there's the scene where he fights the chair, you remember that? Oh yeah. Of course I do. It's a great scene. I actually <laughs> I can lie. I have a Snoopy poster on my door. Oh yeah, that's right. You do. I'm looking at it. Yeah. And it's uh him laying on top of his uh, doghouse. Did you actually um, see that movie, or did you just uh, take the poster from <laughs> work? No, I uh I saw the movie. Um, okay. but yeah, I got it for working at MJR, and uh, 
because it, it came out right around when I worked there. I was going to say, it, it would not surprise uh, me if Dawson just took a poster, a free poster and put it on his wall and was just like, I got this poster for free, I'm going to hang it up, and I'm going to be proud that I got something for free. And I've not Honestly, seen the movie. Honestly, it's a fantastic <laughs> poster, and I will keep it as long as I can. Cause it, it is I a mean, good poster. It's Snoopy laying on top of his doghouse mm-hmm. with Woodstock on his stomach, and they're just looking up as the sun is setting, and it says, dream big. Love it. That is a top tier poster. It's classic. You see that. You see that <laughs> shot all the time in the comics. Exactly. Like, I, that's why I took it. I'm like, wow, this is a great poster. I only took posters for movies that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. So, took one for Hunger Games too. Um, oh yeah. Friends, yeah. Catching Fire Part Two. Bearsting bears. I say, what on earth are you saying Bear-stain now? Bearsting bears. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> there was a there was an episode of the Bearsting bears. Are you just like Bear-stain watching bears. YouTube Bear-stain all of a bears. sudden? I'm gonna say I don't care that it says Bearsting. <laughs> I'm gonna say Bearsting because that sounds better than Bearsting. How do you say Bearsting? That sounds so perverted and wrong. Just saying Bearsting, Bearsting bears. Like no, Bearsting. <laughs> And you can fight me. I'll find the author. I'll find the creator. I'll fight him. What is he happening? Wants, he wants to fight me. I'll fight you. What is happening on this week's episode? <laughs> uh, not what you planned, that's for sure. <laughs> I can honestly say Berenstain Bears was not on my docket. Matthew, you have to have rigid central topics if you want us to keep on track. No, if I don't care. Not, I will I will I will Start fall into singing. whatever rabbit hole I want to. No, I don't I don't care. It doesn't make makes no whatever difference to me. <laughs> oh, there's Arthur every day when you're walking down the Are you street. just watching theme songs on <laughs> no, the TV I didn't, shows? I didn't, no, it's just it's just in the suggested bar and I just the, So yes. I, did you know the you know Bob Marley? Oh. Where on earth is yeah. <laughs> where did this why, come why from? I, who doesn't well, know, do you know Bob Marley? Do you know who Bob Marley is? This, this, the uh, the yeah. reggae artist. Yeah. His son sings the uh, Arthur theme. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? It's Bobby? really cool. Bobby Marley? No, it's like, I forget what his name Robert is. Robert Marley? Let's see. Bill Marley? Who sings the Arthur? Marley? I do have I do have one more topic to transition to once we get an answer on this. Um, <laughs> uh, it says Christopher Cross. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. <laughs> Apple sauce. Pepperoni pizza. Singer songwriter. Chris Cross. Uh... So is Chris Cross Bob Marley's son or? <laughs> I... I swear he is. Or Mandela is. Effect! <laughs> no, it's not Mandela Effect. I just looked it up one day and I saw that's who was singing it. Mandela it. Effect! <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's just look up Arthur. <laughs> this is going to be got a... Bob Marley, Arthur. And then you'll get Arthur with Redbox. <laughs> Arthur. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you remember that one episode Matt Damon was on? <laughs> or did you ever oh, see? I don't think it was I've, around when I was younger, but like it was I've an episode at one it. point. It's terrifying. Arthur TV show. He looks like a, he's uh, like a Matt Damon animal hybrid. Look, he's it's terrifying. <laughs> what are you talking about? The one episode of Arthur Matt Damon was on. Look it up. His character model is the worst. Yeah. Opening Believe in Yourself by Ziggy Marley. Ziggy. What a great name. Uh, Ziggy Marley. Ziggy Marley. 
Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers were a Jamaican-American reggae family group whose lineup consisted of the children of musician Bob Marley and Rita Marley, which included Ziggy Marley, Sharon Marley, Sadella Marley, and Stephen Marley. So it had all the Marleys. A lot of Marleys. Yes, it's all of them. His entire, fa- <laughs> entire children. Should have named the children. band Marley and Me. <laughs> Bull. Marley and the Melody. But which it's one would Ziggy which, Marley and the Melody Makers? Which one would be the me? <laughs> yeah, who's me? <laughs> All of them. What? Okay. I guess I kind of makes What were you talking about? What were you talking about, Matt Damon? Matt Damon was on Arthur. Look up his character model. It was terrifying. <clears throat> they, oh, instead man. of making him look remotely normal, they made him like He's a weird a hybrid. Arthur. It's it's like the worst character oh, model in the history of TV. That's. That's horrifying. <laughs> I told you. It's it's the it's actual, it's the actual starred on Arthur and he looked horrifying. It is the Should actual we draw worst. Matt Damon as a as a human or an aardvark. Yes. <laughs> this is absolutely going to end up in the cover art. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, here. I'll show you I'll show you the first the I'll send you guys the first image that comes up and I'll I encourage you I encourage our listeners to to uh Google just Google Matt Damon Arthur and this will be I guarantee you will be the first uh first image that comes up. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> I've already seen it and I'm terrified to know what you're sending us. Uh, what's the file? This is uh, this episode is completely off the rails. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, that's the first one I found. Oh my god, it's just that's... him on a black background. That's even worse than I remember. You know that that's gonna be the one I use. <laughs> oh, that's off. That it's all awful. I can, all I can hear is from the movie Team America: World Police. They have Matt Damon. They have they have this. In the movie, they're making fun of a bunch of actors, and so one of the, they have Matt Damon in it, and it just goes, <laughs> he just goes, Matt Damon. He doesn't say anything else besides his name. He goes, Matt Damon, Matt oh Damon. Gosh. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Damon, that's actually not that's actually not really a transition at all. But um, I I believe on the last episode I hosted, we talked about the things we. <clears throat> The little the little things that exist that make us either love or hate movies. You guys remember that topic? Yes. Yes. All right. I wanted to pose pretty much the same question, but this time I wanted to ask you guys what what are the little things that make you either love or hate a video game? Because video games there's a ton of creative freedom in terms of like perspective, game mechanics, uh just various things about the game in terms of stylistic choices and stuff like that i was wondering what like what are some things that you guys like really really love or really really hate when a video game does um dead air (laughs) (laughs) uh Uh, when you have to do a follow mission but the character who's you're following either walks slower than faster than your walking speed but slower than your running speed that is the worst it's so annoying yeah i hate when uh in the middle of a game they like change like so it's like a side mission like Mm. they'll have you be a, a different character and i'm like i don't care i'm not playing this game for like you know 
his pet dog. Like, although that is cool. Why on earth are you I'll not playing di- for I'll the pet dog? I'll say different. When you, when you play a character who's, who's power, who has no powers, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Dawson. Ta- when you have to play a stinking Mary Jane. I don't want to play as some... Mary Jane Watson <laughs> when I'm playing like, oh, a game called Spider-Man. Is that actually a thing it's... in that game? Yeah, yeah, you play oh. as Mary Jane, but it's not even like an interesting Mary Jane. You play as Mary Jane, who's basically on a rails, on a rail version. Like when you're just like you have to follow this exact, you have to do this, yep. this thing the exact way it is, just take or you pictures fail. of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I like so... Mary Jane as a character. It's like oh, it's like a dead stop. It's like someone. It's like you're playing the. It's like you're playing this game. You feel just like Spider-Man. You're flying around. You're shooting webs. Doing all this stuff, and then and then someone walks out, walks into your living room, punches you in the face, and knocks you out. And then you wake up and you're playing as someone who can't uh, fight anybody or do webs or do anything like that. And whose main and whose main superpower is getting kidnapped and screaming. Exactly. Yep. Actually, I will say interesting. I will say I I definitely would like to play as a dog in a video game if there if there were a side mission. Uh, I just fun. didn't want to use I don't know. I was trying to think of another example so I could have a couple I'll, examples. I'll tell you a I good couldn't. example. I'll tell you a good example. There were in the most recent God of War, which I finished today. I finished the main story today. Mm. And they have these sections where you play as Kratos' son, Atreus. But you were basically he was just a companion the entire time in the previous <clears> game. <throat> But in the new game, you have sections where you play as him. But the enemies and the actions that you do are scaled down so that you don't feel like, oh, I'm getting my butt kicked over and over again. <laughs> and I'm just losing. But you can still, um, they're leveled to to fight. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So they scale so, it down for the character that has way less power. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so it's leveled down and you do... You fight differently than you would with when you play as Kratos. That's interesting, but I but I bet it feels very boring after playing as Kratos for so long. Actually, it's di- it's different. It's different enough, and you're doing different story stuff. So oh, that's cool. It's it's actually pretty entertaining. It was nice. really cool because I had no idea that they were doing it, and it just kind of like, oh crap, I'm playing it, and they just transitioned like, oh crap, I'm playing as a different. Uh, it's a new character, and it's like, whoa, this has yeah. never been done before. I like the I there's I played the it was called it was a one of the Transformers games. I think it was Fall of Cybertron was the one I played. Mm-hmm. And in that game, you play. I say, as... uh huh, like yeah, that's the one you play. <laughs> <laughs> that um, so Frank that derailed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that game, during over the various missions, and even like within the individual missions. You you cycle out as playing numerous both Autobots and Decepticons, and mm-hmm. um, I hated because one of the one of the cooler ones that I liked playing as was uh, Soundwave, because he had a really cool like voice and stuff, and he has two little uh, two two uh, laser beak <coughs> laser beaks one of them, and mm-hmm. I forgot the other one, but he's got two little like pets with him at all times that do stuff. And I just found using him in particular really cool. But you only use him for like a couple seconds and you only get to actually fight people with him like once. Aside from that, you're using like other characters that you care that I personally cared less about or whatever. But like so I'd find myself replaying missions and I but I'd only want to do the parts where I either liked the gameplay or I liked the specific character. So I get where so I get where you're coming from in terms of switching to less interesting characters and stuff like that because it was pretty annoying. 
Yeah, um, I, I hate when it just takes away from pace in the story. Right, uh, yeah. There are because in in the Spider-Man game, there are also moments where it's like side missions are really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, like there's one where he gets poisoned, and like the basically acid dream he has is like really fun. Hmm. Um, actually, this is the Miles Morales one, but oh okay, uh, yeah, like the the basically acid dream that Miles is having is like super cool. Super stylistic, something you wouldn't get to play if you were just in New York City or whatever, you know. Um, and in like the original Spider-Man game, like a lot of the side quests are pretty fun and actually meaningful and contribute. Um, yeah, it's just I don't want to play as someone who's just basically locked on a track, uh, just to basically change it up. Um, yeah, like I'm not buying game Spider-Man for Mary Jane. <laughs> or even or even for like because you have to you play like a side mission as miles too which is it's better uh because it's kind of his origin story but he's still kind of locked cool. a little bit on a track yeah the story is good but again it just it, it changes the pacing a lot and yeah uh mm -hmm. i think you know you also I give mean, mary get... jane a taser yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh an gosh. interesting filler thing. Like the the game is really long, uh, as is, and I I appreciate it for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel I like these would have been these I, scenes would have been better. Been taken this could have been taken out. Cut scene. I feel like they just would have yeah. been better because they want to deliver. Uh, could have been a good cut scene. They want to yeah. deliver you certain information and be like, "This is uh, information that you need to know for the story," <clears> but we're going to deliver it to you in a very boring and stupid way. Uh, <laughs> I, I've there's one uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is oh, yeah. a, a game that came oh, out a few yeah. years ago. I played that game for uh, I didn't really care for that game for a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons was they made me they had me per, they had me design a character in the opening. I designed a character, and then that didn't matter at all. <laughs> you never see your character. You never <laughs> see your character. You never you don't have a body. You don't have anything. And then your character doesn't talk. It doesn't interact with any of the story. You're just talked at a lot by the oh other characters gosh. in the story. You're just talked at. They'll just be like, oh, hey, it's our new, it's our, in quotes, new pilot. <laughs> hey, hey, rookie. Hey, newbie. You should. Because it was made by EA. <laughs> hey, hey, rookie. Man, you're not a rookie anymore. And they never use a real name. You don't have a real name. You don't have a name either as your character oh, and then your lazy. character just has certain voice lines like let's do this or stop those imperials or, bew, 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 or <laughs> yeah i do generic boring line here that doesn't make the game interesting or engaging at all mm. i do hate that yeah that is actually awful. one thing i hate about video games that drives me nuts is just ea EA in general. <laughs> Microtransactions. Microtransactions yeah. are a big Microtransactions one. are the worst. They make me not want to buy games. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. I I just like earning stuff, but and I love customization and Customization's a big really one for me. Either. I love customization. Like yeah, if I can allow make me to a customize dude look as like much as possible. on screen, I'm all for it, you know. Heck yeah. It adds to the immersion. Mm-hmm. Or I just want to make them look as wild as possible. Like I, yeah, exactly. One way or another, I want to be able to do it. <laughs> I want to feel yeah. like I've got my touch on a on the game a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Do what the uh, 
do what they do in Mass Effect because you can create your character and make them look as insane as you want and nobody reacts. <laughs> There's That's that in awesome. the second in the opening of the second Mass Effect, your character quote unquote dies and then is revived in this in through like at the start of the game and so then you have to re you can either import your old your character from the previous game or you can make an entirely new character then that explains oh this is why they look different it's because they've been revived through the system and hmm. so you could go have a completely normal looking character in the first game and then transition into the second game and have a total freak <laughs> and be like <laughs> be like whoa that's awesome i love that but yeah, it's really funny when you do stuff like that. And you can do stuff, you can make your character look insane. And like, uh, I think El- the Elden Ring came came out this year. You can make your character look insane. <laughs> I hate oh, another thing I, I hate, hate escort missions. Get... You ever do escort oh, yeah, missions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking the worst. Escort missions are stupid. Especially when, you're, especially when the AI you're escorting is completely stupid. Call of Duty yeah. does a lot of this in their stories where they just, they have your gun down mission gun down segments where you're you have your gun and you can see it your gun's like you the butt of the gun is like in the left hand corner because your gun is carrying it is like across your chest and you're just like walking through i'm doing walking motions and nobody can see it but you're doing <laughs> we'll walk, you're walking it. through a segment and somebody's talking at your character like okay call of duty mr call of duty this is what we need to be doing next <laughs> and this is what happens with the with in the next part of the story and then oh explosion oh crazy now we're now our gun. Now we have our gun up, and now we're shooting people. <laughs> and I'm just like, just do this in a cutscene. Don't 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 let me control this. This is an immersion. I can, I'm tolerant enough that I can sit through a, a two minute cutscene. Right. I don't need yeah. to be walking. Like uh, there, God God of War. One of my takes would be on God of War because I just been playing that game for the past two weeks, and so <laughs> uh, they do an interesting thing with this is that uh. When you transition from gameplay into a cutscene, you'll just like be walking towards an objective, and then all of a sudden you'll just stop being in control of your walking, and then you'll just transition into a cutscene. But they have a few <laughs> segments where you tr- where you're doing like flashbacks or a dream sequence, where you're talking to a character that is dead, but hmm. they um, you just you like walk after them, and you're just following them for the entire time, and it's like. This is boring. <laughs> I can sit through a cutscene. Right, yeah. Don't make me just press forward on the joystick for an extended <clears throat> exactly. period of time. Exactly. They're no press reason. forward yeah. missions. Like, I don't have... I can't do anything with my weapons. I don't have, can't, have, I can't control it. I have to walk in a specific direction. Mm. Yeah. I also... Uh, I hate when uh, they give you a decision. No matter what you pick, it does not matter. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't affect the story at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, would you? Uh, do you want to help this person? And it's like the an- the answers they give you are, yes, of course, I would love to help. And no, I don't really feel like it. And even if you pick no, I don't really feel like it. They're like, well, I'm gonna make you help me anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a few of those. There's a there's a part of that where they do it. they do it in Fallout, and they also do it in the Telltale games where they'll have they have like. You, you're, those games are a lot of conversations, and then you can choose like which way you go with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, and mostly in Fallout Four, since all the cutscene, all them, all the scenes in Fallout Four are fully voiced, so your character will be like, be like, oh, uh, I need to go help this place. What do you think about that? And the answers will be like, sure, no, 
uh, uh, maybe later, and then there'll be like you could don't you could choose not to say anything, and so then you'll hit the sure, and you don't want to hit the sure no or maybe later button. You just hit the no and be like, I'm gonna kill you and your entire family. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, I didn't mean to say that. Like, or there's just because they just basically sum up your options, and so they do that a lot in the Telltale games, where it was like, I think there was I forget what the specific sequence was. I think it was something along the lines of like someone went, someone asked you a question and it was like a character I liked and I was like and I gave my honest opinion and it was like the honest opinion was like the negative one and I think the sequence ended up with me either killing them or punching them in the face. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like I said, I said, nah, I'm good. Not, nah, I'm going to punch you in the face and rip your head off, you know. I'll kill you. <laughs> Pull the plug. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, one of the best like decision making games is probably like uh, Knights uh, or like uh, or Star Wars: The Old Republic. Like the the yeah. It, it's just all decision based. Like you choose mm-hmm. light side, dark side. Yeah, it's Bioware. They also make Mass yeah. Effect. Ah, oh, that makes sense. You so have that, your that normal, your paragon, and your renegade options, where you can choose to be a paragon. You can do nice stuff. The problem with choice-based games is I don't choose any bad choices because they make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like <laughs> no, you can like, be so bad in it's like the, I can make I'm gonna make Star a Wars mean, game. I'm gonna you make can... a mean choice, and it's like hmm, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this hurts my soul. <laughs> It's like yeah, I'm gonna do, can... I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a renegade run through. Make one renegade choice, and then the character like you love, and like you, you there's like a, a few options to make a diff- few different characters your love interests in those games, yeah. and, uh, mm. Mass Effects. And so you'll be like, oh, I was like, su-, <laughs> and you'll come to find yourself like actually falling in love with this person, kind of, because oh they're just like super nice, and just you go, you do a lot of conversations with them, and you like go through the ways of actually making somebody. This makes me sound super pathetic. I was saying this is one of the saddest <laughs> things I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I've never I, played these games, but I've watched videos of people like playing them. Just I'm to sure. See like how it goes. I'm and, sure uh, I would feel the same way if I were in yeah, your shoes. Yeah. And so then you'll do like, oh, I'm going to do a renegade playthrough. Because you could play through all these games yeah. and multiple choices. You are like, I'm going to do the mean one. And so they're so, spoilers, but not spoilers. It's an old game. Play it or don't play it. La, 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 I can't hear you. La, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> There's a, uh, a species who, in Mass Effect, in the first Mass Effect game, there was a species that attacked the galaxy and ra- ravaged the galaxy a long time ago. And so, and then through <clears throat> out, uh, through an intergalactic war, they fought and they killed the species, and it was supposed to be extinct. And so, you go to this one research base on this one planet, and you fight through this facility, and all, and then you suddenly start finding these creatures in this facility. And so, you go to you fight through the facility, you get to the end, and then you find it's um, they're called the Rachni. And so, you have you find the facility, and you go to the, and you find the rack the last living Rachni queen. <clears throat> is in this facility and you're like hmm. okay you you end up you go through the whole thing you end up giving a choice you can let the rachni queen go or you can kill it and end the species basically because you don't because you have the option of like oh these things could get out and destroy the galaxy or almost destroy the galaxy or destroy the galaxy again like they tried to before or kill it or let it go and just trust that because they tell you well we're not going to do that anymore we're just going to find a 
nice abandoned planet and stay on there and leave everybody alone. And so you're like, oh, do I believe these guys or do I not believe these guys? And so, hmm. and a lot of the play, th- and I did three three playthroughs in a row because I got the Legacy Collection. It was all three games remastered. And so I bought them and I played them all three games in a row three times. So I played all the game, the entire trilogy three times in a row, all nine different games. My and gosh. So, yeah, that was my entire life for a while last year. <laughs> just, I would just I would just go to school and come home, go to work and come home, and I would just play this game over and over again. And as soon as I finished the trilogy, I would restart again and go back. Dedication. And so, and so on my final playthrough of the trilogy, I was like, hmm, I've, I've let the rack and I go in both these last playthroughs. I'm going to kill it this time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, the, it's so dark. It's so so dark because i go i walk up to the thing and he's like no there is no peace you die now and then i <laughs> and then it was like a character like try that jumps on me and tries to stop me and then i like end up knocking that character out and then i hit this button and it like deploys acid into the container and starts oh melting and then the creature's like its arms is like flailing and freaking out and like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh, oh my, my gosh <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> Isn't Mass Effect 3 the one where it ends with a decision that basically means nothing? I mean... It's, okay, so here's the whole issue with Mass Effect. is The entire game is built on choice. You make choice after choice, and the game, the build-up... So choices that you make in the first Mass Effect carry over into the second Mass Effect, and they have little ripple effects throughout hmm. the entire uh, game. And then... At the end, and then Mass Effect Three, you basically you you it's the end of the trilogy. You're gearing up to fight the big bad guy that they've been building up the entire trilogy, and you've been you spent the entire game bringing all these for all these different alien forces together. You're ending wars. You're bringing peace to the galaxy so that they can come together as one and fight this single battle and defeat the bad guys. And mm-hmm. so then it comes down. It, you do all that. You finish out, and then your character is, like, badly injured. You're at the end of the game. Like, your character, like, basically is holding your blood in for, like, the last half, like, the last 20 minutes of the game while you get this exposition dump, which is good. It's 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 fun. It's interesting. I really I really enjoyed it. But I, a lot of people's complaints were, oh, so I'm going to make you get the destroy. You get the options to either destroy the, the bad guy, which is the, quote, unquote, <clears throat> renegade option. You get the option to control the bad guy, or you get the option to merge with the bad guy. And then you're basically like, that's like the ultimate goal, and that brings peace to the galaxy. But then the control option is the paragon <clears throat> option, where it will bring peace to the galaxy. And then the destroy option is like, oh, I'm the renegade, I'm a bad guy, I'm going to pow pow, destroy. Hmm. And so that was the complaint. It was like, oh, so basically all the stuff I've been doing up to this point doesn't really contribute to this end decision. Which, but in a way I will say it technically does because the destroy option wipes out all uh, electronics in the galaxy and all like AI technology. But then you just, there's a big portion of the game where you're bringing this one, this one race created a, uh, a sentient robot species and then they got kicked off their planet because these species went to war with the robots. <laughs> and so then you're like, oh, I made peace with these guys, and these guys are cool now. And then you have a robot companion. So if you choose the destroy option, you technically kill both those people. So technically, hmm. it does have some effects. But 
in the grander scheme, it doesn't really affect a lot. But gotcha. that was a big spiel for people who don't care. <laughs> no, it was interesting because I haven't played those games. I just They're know that I just I, I just know that people were annoyed by the ending of the third one. I just yeah, that was not uh, sure why. It could make. I mean, I didn't really care that much, gotcha. mostly because I like. I can understand people who are like, "Oh, I've waited." These games came over, came out over the span of like five or six years, and it was like, "Oh, this whole thing I've been waiting for for five or six years also comes down to this one choice that doesn't really come into come to affect a lot of the a bunch of the other choices, which it just is either or it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that's not I mean. but uh, I can understand. But I just like bought all three games at once and it's like oh i can just play one right after the other so i guess it doesn't didn't really affect me in that way oh that makes sense i guess but i could see where people's issues were coming from yeah play one right after the other three times (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what i did there's been a lot of there's been a lot of negativity in this segment a lot of things that we hate about games what are some things y'all love about video games some specific i love story i love good story story and i love good acting ever since i will say um Good acting in video games came from, I will point it back to, uh, probably Uncharted. Uncharted was the first game. That's a good one. To That's a good one to go have back like, to. Yeah. It feels like the first game to have like a dedicated story where it was like, they didn't have a multiplayer. They didn't have anything like that. It was just a story-based game where people, where it was like, and you had characters who, and you had actors. They did a lot of the motion capture work, which <clears> is you put on a suit and you basically interact in this environment where it's somebody acting and then they take the character models and they put it over the act. They track the, the uh, people's movements and they then take the models from the video games and turn it into your cutscenes. Hmm. It's basically like animating it, but you have actual human movements and you have these people like acting at the scene. So they did that for uh... all the Uncharted games, uh, the last of us games, uh, God of War, like I said, and then they have some truly amazing acting in some God of War, like uh, Kratos and God of War and Atreus are both really good. Uh, got, actors who play Thor and Odin in those games are really, really good. Um, there's a character in the game called Mimir, and he's basically in the first game, he was Odin put him in a tree. And so you have, and <laughs> so to get him out of the tree, you have to cut his head off and then you revive his head. And so then he just sits on your belt for the for the, for the entire game. Oh my gosh. And so this character was just a head, but he's really, really good and really funny and cool. Hmm. And so, yeah, good acting in video games are great. So it's like what they tried to do with Korg in Love and Thunder. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, but way more successful. Because <laughs> you actually cared about Mumir. <laughs> exactly. Dawson, how about you? Uh, I know I you. Know, I, I like know you brought up the... customization earlier, and I agreed with you. On yeah, that I love one customization. Love good acting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- customization is probably the biggest for me. Like, if I could get yeah. good customization in a game, like I'll spend hours just customizing, and then like know beat the game and just double the time it took me to customize or something you know <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i'll say I, which, good, i'll say good customization goes a long way it really really, it really does, does. Yeah. like it just it helps with the immersion yeah like the spider-man games all those games all the spider-man games have you can customization it's basically you wearing different spider-man suits throughout like from the comics which and, even that mm-hmm. just other helps stuff. you know and that cool but uh with i'll say 
when you merge cus when you merge customization and gameplay together, like like I said, in God of War, you uh, you can customize your you can wear different armors, but you you they have the stats, but all the armors look really cool. So yeah. you basically have your different customization of your character, so your character looks different. You'll like watch gameplay, like oh my character didn't wear that suit of armor. Oh well, they're going for a different stats. So it basically gives some uniqueness to your character. And in the Mass Effect games, you basically customize your character down to the very minute detail. Like you can make your character look like a freak, but you can also make them look like a cool person. So you customize their hair, their nose length, their nose width. You like you put a lot of detail into your character so your exactly. character always looks completely different from somebody else's that's and cool. so you yeah. so playing these three games you're like oh <laughs> that's my character my character is the character and it basically puts you in their boots and in their place of like oh i customized this character nobody else has this character mm-hmm. so it looks it's it's good for me because it's fascinating to see yeah, I really love that. Good customization goes a long way. It really does. Yeah, it I'm hundred really percent with you on that one. It's it's a it's an amazing feature in a game when you're like when you're lucky enough to find it because it's yeah. kind of hard to come by, unfortunately. Yeah. I always I also. Oh. You go ahead. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I always I always like when games have like unlockables. I feel like mm-hmm. unlockables that you don't have to like buy with in-game currency aren't really they're very rare, but I like having something to strive for in a game besides just trying to be good at the game, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like when yeah. there's like like I I think back to like when I was younger and you know in the Mario Kart games or like in Mario Golf for example, it's like there's a lot of characters that you had to unlock and you do it by doing accomplishing various tasks throughout it throughout as you play the game it's like oh you got to beat uh the ring shot challenge or you gotta you know win this cup or whatever and it's like yeah i enjoyed having a goal to strive for and getting rewarded for that beyond just being like okay i can say i did this now like i like actually having like a tangible thing to strive for because the games that i've invested the most time into are the games where i have a very tangible goal that I'm trying to accomplish and a very, and often a thing that I'm trying to unlock in said goal. But I, I just feel like stuff like that is so hard to come by nowadays. Part of it, of course, mm-hmm. is just narrative, narrative based games are just going to be less based on stuff on like unlockables in that way, I guess. Yeah. There'll be more things you unlock progressively just as you go through the story. So part of it is just, you know, the different types of games that I play now, but that is always one thing that I've loved. Yeah. Uh I'll go my last thing will be uh good writing. I know good acting and good writing are pretty much the same thing, but you can have good acting with bad writing. Mm-hmm. You can see that in a lot of movies, but good good writing is like oh my gosh, <clears throat> like that'll get you I will say my favorite writing of all time would probably be uh The Uncharted series is very is my favorite game series of all time, but Uncharted Four, it's just like it's like the end of the uh, journey for the character of the main character. And you're just like, I'm just like, oh, every single time I'm just like dragged along with that entire story. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. I love it. I, <laughs> and, it's like, and even like even they did a, a, a follow up game, which wasn't a direct sequel, but more of like a, a spinoff game, which which took place in the same universe but with two side characters from previous games uh, even that it was just like oh my gosh this writing is so incredible that i'm drawn in and i want a full game with these characters now 
and it's just like it's just insane like the last of us games their writing is incredible like uh spoilers but not spoilers for the first last of us game in the in the opening your daughter gets you're 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 escaping the openings of a zombie <clears throat> apocalypse mm-hmm. and you're you're carrying around your your daughter for the for the opening of the game and then the opening scene ends with your daughter getting shot and dying in your Ooh. arms. Oh my. Wow. And then you move and then it's like, oh my and then it's just this gut punch at the start of the game. And you're like, I've only known these characters for for ten minutes and I'm already weeping. And then the rest of the game is just gut punch after gut punch of just emotions and fantastic acting and fantastic writing from these amazing characters. It's just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Just like incredible. I so. think I definitely think that video game writing is finally starting to get like the oh, recognition yeah. it deserves. Because yeah. in the past, mm-hmm. people kind of viewed video games as just like a cheap thing or just entertainment or whatever. But like, though, there are some talented people that work in the yeah. video game industry that could be writing like TV shows or movies or whatever. But they happen yeah. to be in the video game industry because yeah. it more it more fits the storylines that they're coming up with, yeah. I guess. So yeah, you I'm also totally have Hollywood. You. you also have Hollywood taking interest because. There's this game coming out uh, at the beginning of December called the. I just found out about it's a horror survival game, or a thriller survival game, and it's called the Callisto Project. But it has uh, the main character is Josh Duhamel from who's from a bunch of movies, but especially the Transformers movies, and also I Mm. think her name it's Karen Fukuhara. I think her name is. I'm (laughs) I'm probably butchering it, but she's uh, she's in the boys. Uh, TV mm. series, but she's also really she she's also really good, and she, like these main star, mainstay Hollywood actors are taking an interest in these uh, projects, and it's really exciting. Yeah, to see these sure. people in these games, and so yeah, yeah, yeah very cool. I I always love seeing video games actually get like some real some real push uh-huh. in terms of like national media finally because there's some very talented people that are working on yeah. some of the best video games that you can buy out there. Yeah. Yeah, I make the argument that video games are, are a lot of people who make the argument that they're not, but they are. They are, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to a close for this week. I'd like to thank all of y'all for joining us. Uh, please give us a follow and leave a review, preferably a five-star one, on your podcatcher of choice, should it include those features, of course. Also, give us a follow on Instagram at the.nbn.podcast and on Facebook on the official Nothing But Nonsense podcast page. I would like to thank you all for watching once again. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you all next week. See ya. See ya.